You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Illustrious Michael K. Easton. Illustrious Michael K. Easton. Good to see you. My name is Jordan Lee. Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. How's everybody? Warmed up. Ready to knock this one out. All right. Well, Cliff, speaking of knocking them out, I wanted to give Segway. you some credit. Oh, some credit. nice. I was what? listening to the most recent Riverdale episode we did and the production quality is mm. through the roof. <laughs> Appreciate it. Appreciate you, uh, Cliff. Yeah, no, wait a minute. I want to stop for a minute. Cliff, this is high praise. I never heard that before. <laughs> Cliff, the production quality <laughs> is through the roof. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just listened. I was like, he is—he really just takes the time and he pumps these episodes out. First off, we never have to uh, fret and and you know, complain. <laughs> <leave> right now, <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about you. I don't know why. I feel like here. this is about you. I feel like it's always about me. <laughs> the Cliff is that like, says more about you than the rest of us. Yeah, really. <laughs> Cliff is killing it. He is, he's learned all these doohickeys. How do you, he's the, the uh, Donatello of our group. He, he, what do they say about that? He uses machines. Does machine. Donatello does machines. He does machines. Mm. We got Jordan, Jordan Nardo <laughs> leads. Donatello does machines. I guess that makes me, Raphael, I'm cool but rude. Give me a break. Michael, Michael is a party is dude. A party dude. That's right. There you go. Uh, I th- you know, honestly, that would... If I got cool but rude on my tombstone, that may be the best <laughs> I could ever get. <laughs> but, uh, uh. but really, the, you, I, I don't always listen back to our episodes because I lived it, but... <laughs> It's worth it. It I, it makes it worth it for us to listen because you go back and it's like, wow, there's all this new stuff. And yeah. It, just, it, it really sounds good. It's good. Very yeah. good. Well, I, I, I have to admit, I probably take a little extra time on those Riverdale episodes. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm sure. so we're still waiting to catch on. Riverdale's a massive fandom. And we're one of these days, somebody's going to notice us and the yeah. love we put into that. They're going to be like, I, I can't believe I, I never discovered these guys. Because you know what? You don't want to be the guy sitting there watching BBC and saying, Oh, I saw that guy. He was my waiter. And I totally dismissed him like everyone else does in his life. And I totally she was wrong because he's a major, major, major influence on me now. And I feel terrible. Like the un- unrequited love that we yeah. never get returned. They use more copyrighted material than any other <laughs> podcast I've ever listened to. <laughs> and 
And again, our often stated uh, disclaimer that we don't really expect you to listen to every episode. You know, if you're a Riverdale fan, right. you might just listen to those. You might just listen to the movie reviews or, you know, it's, we put out way too much crap for everyone. If you listen to everything we do, God bless you because you are an amazing we'll you fan. A yeah. <laughs> we owe you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, you know, it's been what what have we what anniversary are we on now of this podcast? Yeah, we never even talked about that. I just in Facebook memories something reminded me it's our fifth anniversary, April something or other. Yeah. Five years ago since we started Kapow proper. I believe we had started the So Pro version a little earlier, but Kapow is five years and running. Different producer back then. <laughs> the editing was never as good. <laughs> Or timely. <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I mean, if, if anybody did that 270 sometimes, then I, w- I would expect uh, you would probably be better than I am at this. So, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's fun to edit. I, I enjoy editing the episodes because believe it or not, there's a lot of stuff I don't pick up on. And, and, like I'll, I'll listen back to it and I'm like, Oh, how did I, I must not, I was spacing out. I wasn't even listening to this. And I was like, Oh, well, I missed that little comment. Especially on zoom because you know, it's harder to pick up who's trying to talk. And like we, sometimes we talk over each other. A mm-hmm. lot of times we talk over each other, interrupt each other. So yeah, there's stuff I don't hear someone kind of say off the cuff. Cause I'm like, you know, you know, it's a, just a second delay and a, and a awkward way to do this. But yeah. yeah. All right, let's get to it. Okay. Speaking of green lizards that are mutants, teenager, no, it's not a teenager, but we had a big movie drop this week on HBO Max and theaters. Let's talk movies. Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long, sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. <laughs> Godzilla versus Kong. This is our only chance.
Godzilla. Made 122 million in the theaters. This wow. is kind of the first the first hit hit of the pandemic era, which isn't over yet. We should probably remind folks it's still still going on, even though we're all getting those vaccines. But some theaters are open back up, and people people wanted to get out and see this one on the big screen. I guess. Yeah, I um, I'll admit I I have not watched this. Um, but that day it came out, I saw, uh, you know, friend of show Russ, uh, been a guest a couple times. Uh, he had watched it. I think the, the day it premiered and then somebody at my work had asked me, Oh, are you going to go see the new Godzilla versus Kong? And I was like, why would I do that? I have HBO max. Like <laughs> I'm going to watch that thing at home, man. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I have not seen what there was skull Island, yeah. There's the one well, Kong movie before this, and then yeah. two two other Godzilla movies before this. Yeah, there was Godzilla by itself, and then there was Godzilla King of Monsters, I think. Or mm-hmm. yeah, so I I haven't seen any of those, but this one was on HBO, so it's easy to you know it it was I didn't have to go out of my way to see it, so I said, hey, I'll, it's a monster movie, I'll check it out. Well, I I remember Which, the the last one that came out because. We ha- we kind of had high praise for it. Michael had seen it in IMAX. Yeah. And well, I watched Kong in IMAX. Skull uh, Island. He watched. That's yeah. The one. yeah. Wasn't that the, the last, last one? one? No, King of oh. the Monsters was the last one. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I missed that one somehow. So it got pretty bad reviews. Did it? Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking of Kong Skull I liked Island. It. What were your hopes for this one, Michael? Were you were you high? Well, high hopes. I mean, it it was pretty much exactly what I expected it to be, but I thought what was really neat about all these properties is that the mythology that they've woven between all these movies, like, kind of comes to a head in this one. Uh, Which talking that, about that's why I was kind of confused because I didn't expect there to be mythology and lore yeah. i figured it was a monkey versus a lizard and i i didn't have to catch up on a whole lot but there there is there is a history to it all that they i don't know how well they explained it for me not catching up but. And well i mean you really kind of needed to see the last godzilla movie for for this to make a little bit more sense because of what happens in that movie but it, it's basically that there's there's always been like it, a number one apex predator and they can sense each other and that, you know, like in the last one with the King of the Monsters, it was who was the King of the Monsters. And there's a, uh, I forget the name of it, but there was like a three-headed dragon creature that Godzilla fought. And then King, like they- King Ghidorah. Yeah. And they, they figure out that he's a space alien. He is not from Earth. So that's where this this takes- Oh, dang. Ronald P. Trump, I pulled his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's an alien he's not of this earth so the 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 only complaint i actually have about this movie is there should not have been any actors in this at all like the whole it it didn't need that at all it kind of like took you out of the movie in places because they had such bigger name actors that had to have screen time who was in this really what had millie millie bobby brown yeah. Okay. I liked it had, it had the Brian Tyree Henry from Atlanta as the conspiracy theory guy. 
Yeah. And I liked his role. And he was with Millie Bobby Brown and that, that kid from New Zealand who was in Deadpool 2. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. th- those three as a comedic, sort of a comedic trio were good. But yeah, every who else? Kyle Chandler, uh, whoever else. The, there was, wasn't that, much for him to do. Is that, the guy from, is that the guy from Friday Night Lights? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's in all the Godzilla movies. Is um, d- do they? Is this have they written these as their own universe, or is that? I mean, I, I'm not very familiar with but, like kaiju movies. So, like the old Japanese, the Toho monster movies, did they have much of a story other than big lizard smashes city, um, that type of thing? The original is an alien. So I mean, much, he already told you. But, yeah, like this, <laughs> this, this one they actually. What this one like? This whole mythology hits my sweet spot because they talk about Middle Earth or Inner Earth, Hollow Earth. That whole conspiracy of this is the the reason why Kong has never battled Godzilla before in this mythology is because he was always on Skull Island, mm-hmm. and it kept him hidden from being detected by Godzilla. And that's something they talk about is they're bringing Kong off the island to find the entrance into inner earth where they believe all these monsters originated from. Hmm. So yeah, the the effects were fine. A little, a little underwhelming on my small screen here at home. The story didn't, didn't matter. But like for an almost two-hour running time, the actual Godzilla versus Kong, there was probably only 15, 20 minutes of actual yeah. like, battling, and the rest was like, "Who's going where?" And who, wh- we got to get this mission into Hollow Earth, and yeah, just hmm. wasted. But, there was kind of a wasted opportunity of what people came, what what they're paying for the ticket for. But see, I prepared for this because I knew I was watching this at home, and I have. With my Roku TV, I have these two like uh, wireless speakers that I think it's like ONN is the brand name. I swear it's like a Walmart brand. But anyway, it is. Yeah. They seamlessly connect with the, the any type of Roku. Well, there's also a subwoofer. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I well, have got to get this. When I, once I got my sound system and subwoofer, it's, it's life-changing. It's a, yeah, so much more fun like, to watch a movie. I am getting this, like, I've put off for, like, every year of getting the, the subwoofer for the for this set. I was like, this is the movie to watch this. My yeah. wife, on the other hand, can come down here and tell you how much she hated this movie because I had this house shaking. <laughs> it was so loud. Sitting I mean, on the subwoofer? <laughs> I was, like, laying on my couch watching this. I had the green lights behind the TV screen. Mm. Like, I mean, I had the whole atmosphere kicking in. At one point, I think Christy just came in and looked at me and said, I am in my bedroom and I cannot watch TV because this is so loud. <laughs> so, be all right. I, Every once in a while, you ought to be able to sit down there and blast a movie. Right. Well, or, I did. So go back to your room. <laughs> I, I did find, like, some, I, I did have to play with some settings because what would happen is, like, the voices would be low, so I'd have to turn it up. And then, like, as soon as the monsters came in, it was super loud. So I had to play with it a little bit, get it to all equalized. But it was he's awesome. More, he is more thing. excited about this than when he gave his IMAX speech. 
<laughs> I was all for I was all for this. It was like the 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 like how much are we giving away of this movie anyway? Who like, cares? We... Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Well, the whole thing the whole thing like they have set up is that there's can only be one king of the monsters, and there in the last one, one, it's Highlander. Yeah, the in the last one it was the three headed dragon alien, whatever his name was that Jordan said. Mm-hmm. They in this one they build a Mecha Godzilla, and but they use the skull from one of the three headed dragons to tap into building this. So as they're like using basically the creature's brainwaves, Godzilla is picking up on this. And so he is attacking these installations where they're building this stuff. And that's where like Millie is like Team Godzilla and like, no, he's a good guy. And there's a reason why he's attacking. And mm. then like you have this these people over here with Kong that have like kept him in this confinement. And they're like, he's a good guy. And you have a little girl that like signs to him and everything. I guess that's where the movie lost me, where it was like making them heroes and like they're they're important to the world. It's like, no, nope, I would be okay with killing all of them. <laughs> like they're giant scary monsters. Like why why do we have to be nice to them? That's where like th- there's one scene that like completely threw me out of the movie, but I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. But we could tell <laughs> with 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 having actual people in this there's a scene where they're out on seas and they're like they're on this big like warship and they've got kong strapped down and they have all these other battle cruisers like following them and they have like godzilla like has this big battle with him only the only the like main cruiser that has got has kong on it survives all these other blow up and all those people that are on this ship they're just like ah onward with the mission like they right. could give her crap all these people just died and it's the same thing in the like the final scene like when they're battling stuff i mean they're just blowing up i mean millions of people are dying that's that's a feature not a bug for a lot of these movies yeah. that's what that's what people are for they want the the destruction but i mean it, it was good so if you're gonna you know set the scene you're going to do the LED lights like a theater, you know, have your own home theater. You got the subwoofer and the speakers, then that makes it worth it. I suggest you have got to watch I, this with a subwoofer. Well, for yeah, I would say All right, you like, can only like watch Michael, Skull Island on IMAX and you can only mm-hmm. watch this one with a subwoofer. Well, like, like Michael, I would say it it is whatever price you have to pay for a soundbar with a subwoofer is worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's totally worth it. It's just it's it far outweighs any price. It is so worth it. I mean, I you can get great deals like, if you watch a couple hundred bucks. You can have that, mm-hmm. and it yeah. is it is so worth it. It just changes the whole experience. All right, is that is that it for that movie? Yeah. So sp- speaking of home theaters, I want to take that opportunity to segue. The news this week, uh, Netflix has lost 31% of U.S. market share this year. Wow. So you think of this past year, 2020, the whole theme of this year was like, well, let's just stay home and watch Netflix. Like that was the, that was the overriding attitude of 2020. 
Netflix and chill. Exactly. And they did they surpassed 200 million subscribers, so they hit a new record high, but they've still lost market share. So they were at 29% market share of US households and they're now down to 20%, which is not as much about Netflix failing as all these other places popping up. So Yeah. Prime has 16% market share. So yeah, Netflix has, has dropped that far and they're still number one at 20%. Prime is 16, Hulu 13%, HBO Max already at 12%, ahead of Disney Plus at 11%. Hmm. And these new ones, Peacock has 5%, Apple TV Plus has 5%, Paramount Plus has 3%. I, I pretty much have all of those except I, ne- except Netflix. <laughs> I quit. I dumped Netflix a couple months ago because they never have anything I want to watch. Uh, occasionally, like there are things, but I'm just kind of writing them down, and I'll pick it up here when something comes. I just need to watch, and I'll and catch you, up. You notice that Netflix is the most expensive one out of all. Yeah, of it's them. not worth yeah. it compared to the other ones. It's uh, it's not worth it. Yeah, I think that's the okay. biggest thing is um, for, uh, and I totally get that. Like for a lot, if especially families out there that have cut that cord, um, they can get a Hulu and a Disney plus for the price they can, or they can get Netflix. And they Netflix has went hard on murder docs mm. and, and teeny bopper shows. It's yeah. all about, uh, the, what all these like teen shows I don't care about. I don't mm. care. You're not watching and Jenny in Georgia. For, a lot of foreign content. They're trying to, get you know outside of america they're trying to get a lot there's of no that. old movies anything it, you barely you can't get anything pre-70s pre-80s i mean so yeah i i don't i'm not quite sure how you measure market share when it's not most people aren't all or nothing with one let say most people have a mixture of these if they have mm-hmm. any of them yeah. but the they, they put out they, they kind of knew this was coming so netflix out the letter to their shareholders Quote, this is in part why we have been moving so quickly to grow and further strengthen our original content library across a wide range of genres and nations. So basically saying we knew all these other things are growing. So we that, like that's they're putting more into original content to kind of stymie that. And I to me, it's it hasn't been working. <laughs> it hasn't been working. Yeah. Right but they just announced news. I believe it was today. They just secured a multi-year streaming rights to sony films anybody catch that yeah. news mm-hmm. yeah with like all spider-man that, yeah. and stuff yeah yeah so they've got a five-year deal beginning with next year's movie so 2022 movies um the rights they call it the first pay window or whatever the ter- industry term is so following the theatrical or the video on demand window it's usually about 18 months we'll start getting straight to netflix so they, they, Sony doesn't have a direct to consumer service. You know, Disney has their own thing. NBC Universal now, Viacom, CBS has Paramount. So Sony doesn't have that. So they, uh, it was a strategic thing for both of them. Netflix needs more content, and Sony needs a distributor. Yeah. So they they had have, a deal. They they were Sony with. Have uh, doesn't what? <laughs> crackle. Exactly. Crackle. I would have to. I would have to double check that because I have no idea. Do you have Crackle? <laughs> Once upon a time, are you are you on Crackle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm Sony sorry. I crackled. A, Sony signed a deal with Jingle Jangle. Yeah. 
But Sony, since 2006, Sony's had to deal with Stars, the premium mm. pay channel, which mm-hmm. fewer, more people have crackled than have Stars. <laughs> <laughs> so all these, stars? all these Spider-Man movies and stuff were coming out on Stars. So I, you know, beginning on Netflix is a way bigger audience. So I, I think it's a win-win for both of them. I said some of the earliest ones, uh, the Spider-Man sequels, the Spider-Verse sequel, Morbius, the Uncharted movie based on the video game. So th- those are going to be big blockbusters in 22 that will then go straight to Netflix maybe a year after theaters. And I said they can license some of the older Sony movies. And then Netflix was going to kick in money to help produce movies that if there may be smaller budgets that might go straight to streaming. So mm-hmm. it definitely seems like a win-win for, you know, if Netflix is on the d- decline, Sony needs a partner. Seems, seems like a win-win for end consumers too. So exciting Netflix news. I liked this week was when they gave $450 million to Ryan Johnson for knives out two and three. I saw that. I didn't hear that. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, cause he had the rights to that property. Like he, it's his. Yeah. Uh, so he's making he's making some bank here. Because uh. the the first one was out on Amazon first, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's and and that I'm so excited to see the who those casts are going to be. Like it won't it won't have anybody repeating except Daniel Craig, because it's a uh, you know he's just the inspector. He's the through line. It they'll they'll you'll. I would expect very soon we will start seeing cast announcement. Like I remember when they were announcing the first cast and they're like, Michael Shannon, Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, Don John. I'm just like, this sounds so great. So I'm ready for that again. Hope, you know, he'll find a new slew of people. Hmm. But I love that. The other movies you've been watching. I on, I got to I'm sure you, you guys just cliff. You got an Apple phone here recently. I got, I got my, Apple phone a few months ago, got a new one and got some free Apple plus TV. Yeah, I, I did too. Um, I have not activated it yet. I, I was, have you pre- not seen Ted Lasso first off? No, not yet. Mm-mm. Watch Ted, Ted Lasso. Yes, it's so, love it. it's so up your alley. I think it's just, so, it's the most positive show and it's funny. And Jason mm-hmm. Sudeikis is funny. You, you have to watch that. Yeah. I like, I um, like Sudeikis. Um, but I, there's a Billy Eilish documentary, which I didn't know much about. I mean, I obviously heard her music over the last couple of years mm-hmm. and she keeps winning Grammys, but they did a pretty long documentary. It's like almost two and a half hours on there, but I like those where you see behind the scenes of, you know, almost anybody is kind of interesting <laughs> when you see their, uh, yeah, how, how the inner workings go. I don't think I, I, I'm pretty sure I I haven't seen that, but I did watch um, at one point. I did watch something kind of similar with her and her brother Phineas, and they had went back to you know uh, the house they grew up in with her mom, showing their room and how they produced you know all those this is, huge. This hits. is the footage of them at that time. Like they had footage from them, you know, mm-hmm. doing making her big albums and stuff living in that house like yeah. when she you know when she was becoming famous and it's kind of amazing that they stayed in that house for so long and you know <laughs> while she's yeah. while she's it 
incredibly rich in this little room yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i mean she can't even fit she can get whatever car she wants and can barely fit it in their driveway yeah but uh man that could have been us guys in that little room making hits in the bunker um (laughs) but it's really good and and that her brother is i mean obviously she's talented but he is he he is the really good yeah he is she is lucky to have that guy he is quite a talent and it's just excellent there's a it's so long there's an intermission which Mm. you know whatever but it's kind of it's kind of neat to have that little break in the center but the it's it's just a really great behind the scenes documentary showing you know how she's got Tourette's and she's like dealing with just being a young girl like it's so funny to watch this famous talented person and she's just dealing with teenage stuff and it's like she you can tell she kind of craves it a little bit like having like boy problems or something it's like she needs to be able to act like a teenager some I'm sure She's just, it's, it was very good. I recommend it. If you like those kind of things, it's, it's a good documentary. I watched, uh, it came to Netflix, Bad Trip. It's kind of the, the big thing I on Netflix. I want to watch that. That's week. the, that's the only thing on my Netflix list. <laughs> Can you just hit that on switch for me? No, 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 no. Oh my God, turn it off! Oh, I'm gonna get fired again! Oh, shimmy jacket! Jacket, 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 jacket! Why, why, why? You seen these dudes right here? They stole my car. Well, these are right there, though. They're not helping at all. You know what? Sometimes you just gotta. Oh! Holy sh! I'm sinking! Go get some butter! Finally time for that road trip. I'm talking. Man, why? Sweet. Shouldn't have taken my sister's car, man. She's crazy. He will kill us. Keep your mouth shut. Snitches get stitches. So this is Eric Andre, the comedian. And it's a it's a fictional movie, but it's it's also kind of a prank movie. It's a like a Borat type film where he's interacting with real people in a fictionalized story. So this was supposed to debut at South by Southwest this year and then come out in theaters in April, but you know, nothing came out in theaters. So uh, it went directly to Netflix. So it was supposed to be a big screen movie, but um, so it's Eric Andre and Lil Rail Howery, the comedian, probably get out, maybe his most famous movie. And then Tiffany Haddish. So my, my, I don't understand how you could do a prank movie where no, you know, Eric Andre is pretty famous. Mm-hmm. But Tiffany Haddish is very famous. And they kind of disguise her a little bit. She'll wear like a hooded sweatshirt with the hood up. They, she's got fake tattoos. Her hair's on cornrows. But like if I heard her say two words, I'm like, is that Tiffany Haddish? Like she's so recognizable. I don't know how they tricked anyone into thinking she was a real person. But I guess uh, suspension of disbelief. Yeah, people just don't expect it. Like that even like I hate impractical jokers, by the way but I'm bringing them up. I don't know how people don't recognize them when they go do stuff. Right. Um, They've been on the air for 12 years. Right. Hmm. Yeah. The movie, it's funny. I, it made me laugh quite a bit. There's barely any story. It's just, he's trying to get to New York. It's a road trip. And they just, every stop along the way, something crazy happens and they do it in front of people. 
and it's either really gross or really violent or really crazy and they just get reactions from people to see what happens but it's not it's not my favorite kind of pranks i like weird or silly or out there stuff but like you know if someone just comes running at you in a grocery store covered in blood and it's like like what are you supposed what's the reaction you're supposed to have like how do we like haha that person reacted it's like of course you reacted you're you i thought i was going to die yeah so there's several things where like there's either it seems like there's going to be violence happen car crashes and explosions like a gorilla escaping at the zoo like people could have been mauled by a wild gorilla so like People like, and then at, of course, over the credits, it shows them laughing. You're like, oh, you really got me. So it shows people laughing about it later. But it's like, if I was involved, I don't think I'd be enjoying the, the, the you know, a threat of imminent death or dismemberment or something. But it did, it, it is very funny. It's very gross. It's very out there. There's things I don't know. How, Eric Andre has no shame. I don't know I, how he can do or say some certain things in public to people. I, I'll never understand, but it's, it's definitely worth a watch for sure. Well, I definitely can't see Jordan Lowe doing a prank show. No. Can you imagine? Excuse, excuse me. Your shoes on. I love, I love, <laughs> shoot, what, I can't remember the name, but it was a British show years ago on cable. And it was just, everything was absurd. Like, you know, an elevator would open and it'd be a bunch of people in costumes. Like, it was a string quartet. Yeah. You know, people like, what? What's going on? Or like, the, you know, it'd be like a, it's, you know, a waiter and a guy eating Italian food sitting in a, you know, and they both look at you like, what are you doing here? You know, like, I like absurdists. No one's going that's to way die. More speed. I could see you pulling yeah. off one of those crazy pranks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jumping off roofs and uh, crashing cars through walls. Like, I think I'm going to die right now. It's not funny. <laughs> Seth, <laughs> but I'm not involved in it, so I can laugh at it. <laughs> Seth mentioned a few episodes ago, um, and we hadn't talked about it since, uh, that Kid 90 movie and uh on hulu and i i had watched it i think the next day after we recorded that episode that's a great uh, good point thing to go along with my billy eilish, eilish thing if you like a documentary yeah. thing watching somebody live in their life that's a good one yeah so many uh that that group of uh, 90s kids you know like much like i was i'm sure you know michael can relate yeah. to this too and it just it brought up so much. I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" I, you know, it that's, really. That's exactly what I was telling Christy. Yeah, like it. It, when I, it, it when did. I was a, watching it. It just it brought up so many memories. It, it gave you that vibe from that time period so well in her videos, and the fact that she hadn't seen them for all those years, and then you know, I'm just seeing these stars from these shows and movies that that I watched growing up in, in regular teenage 90s situations, you know, it, I, I thought it was cool. It was a, it was a fun thing because I had been watching, you know, we talked about Punky Brewster and that, that coming back and I'd been watching that. And then, <laughs> and then this thing popped up and I was just like, Oh my God, this, this is amazing. The whole time I watched it, I thought, I thought I've never needed to tell Cliff to watch something so bad. <laughs> like this is the most Cliff thing I could find. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Yeah, it, it was. I was really into watching that, and it was it was kind of bittersweet because I that's what I was like telling Christy. I was like, you know, you take all the fame and all that part out of it. I was like, that's exactly how my life was during the '90s, and mm. you know, unfortunately, you had those friends that you know 
didn't survive and yeah i mean there was a, there was a few dark moments in there and i was like that i mean that's that's pretty much how the 90s were for that used culture mm-hmm. definitely that's a good uh, segue into some television documentaries if we're done with the movie segment we can switch to tv what in the good lord is going on nothing i'm just some fellas i play car pranks with the worst thing about prison was the was the dementors nobody exists on purpose nobody belongs anywhere everybody's gonna die there are no strings on me so if you want to make more money and uh keep the money that you make Better call Saul. He looks like a panda and a Disney princess had a baby. Somebody royally forked up. Somebody forked up. Randall! Okay, stay in your room! First I thought you and the others were gods. Then I realized you're just men. And I know men. You guys, look at my dirty girl. Roll on snare drum. Curtain. Good joke. Sure. HBO's had a couple documentaries. The get Allen versus Pharaoh was a four-part documentary about Woody Allen and the history uh, there. I'm not entirely sure why I watched this. I watched it. Yeah, I want to know why. I like uh, I like to punish myself. Right. It was. I mean, it's an interesting story. It's important pop culture history but i don't like woody allen that much and i certainly don't like him <laughs> i like him less I, I like him less now that's uh, so yeah. this is basically like w- the stories have been out there for years about sexual abuse of mia farrow's daughter dylan when she was seven and this movie kind of or documentary just tracks kind of how he steamrolled used the media used lawyers used his own fame to just kind of steamroll through it and be like, yeah, Mia's really crazy. She's trying to, she's trying to keep me away from my kids. And it's just gross. And it's it, the, 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 what the movie's about is gross, but what, what it, what Woody Allen did to get out of facing consequences is even grosser. And it's definitely ties into what's going on currently with the me too movement and all that stuff, how powerful people yeah. Don't always face consequences. And it's just, it's, it's, there you go. Here's another example of it. I'd heard a couple people talking about this and, and, and I think it was described as, you know, cringe um, for most of it. I, I, I saw it had come out. I didn't watch it. I, like you said, I, I just couldn't put myself through it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Well, I'm glad I watched it, I guess. I, I, but I don't think it was like you already know. Yeah. You know, you don't know the, uh, as many details until you watch this. But and it, it mostly just makes it's sad. It's just sad that the whole thing happened. It's not a, it's not a feel good uh, documentary. But Speaking, it, sp- yeah, wait, but, we'll go on. Well, it, like you get a lot of the home videos, and uh, and it contrasts it with Woody Allen his audio book. So he, he just released an autobiography oh, yeah, a few yeah, years yeah. ago and him just blase talking about, well, here's how, what happened back then. So it was just, yeah, it was, it was very, uh, yeah, difficult, but you get, uh, at least Dylan got to speak her own mind. Like as a kid, 
she didn't get to tell her story. But so now she got to go back and tell. But I think what really got me is like I had never seen a Woody Allen movie when this happened. This was like 93, something like that, when the allegations first hit. So like my, my entire movie viewing life, this story's been out there. Uh-huh. And I, I've watched a bunch of Woody Allen movies and didn't really know all of it. I mean, you, so that, I think that's why I watched the documentary was like, why didn't I know more about this? And I, I had hoped it would go into more of like the, like the, I, I think of like Jay Leno would tell jokes. Oh, Woody and Sunni at the Knicks game. I don't know. He's going to steal your daughter. Like it was a joke almost mm-hmm. how he likes young women. And half of Woody Allen's movies are about an old guy and a young woman. And it's like, this has just been public knowledge for 30 years. And it's like, I'm a movie fan and I, I've watched a ton of Woody Allen movies. And I've paid, I've paid money to watch Woody Allen movies. I've paid him money. And it's like, what, you know, I, it's only now are we getting to the point of like, we shouldn't have to do that. And like, Crazy. and it's, you might call it cancel culture, but like the, finally the victims are having some say of not having to see their abusers be rich, famous celebrities anymore and just get them out of the public eye and go away forever. Woody Allen. <laughs> yes. Agreed. You've my, been banished. My hot take. <laughs> but I assumed you want to talk more about the other HBO documentary. That was equally cringy. Yes. Very cringy. <laughs> I'm sure you cannot be talking about the Q documentary. Yeah, what's Q, it called? Into the Storm. Six six hours, six part documentary. Wow. Anybody, I'll show them Q proof. Say, look, talk me out of it. Have, Have you, you heard, heard of the Q? The what? QAnon? What had started in an online forum had crawled out from behind the screen to the seat of power, all with the help of a single letter. And we're going to win big. You just watch. In 2018, I set out to chart Q's origins. I wrote the first part of 8chan while I was coming off of psychedelic mushrooms. <laughs> you can really find yourself falling down a hole trying to find out who Q is. I'm pretty sure Q is a spin-off from Star Trek. Q is whatever you want it to be. Sometimes they'll even think it's me. I have a question. You're going through a possible list of who Q might be. That's right. <laughs> You're on the list. Well, let's continue then. Dangerous ideas. That's a scary idea. People conspiracy theorize about things that they think are powerful. What did we conspire against? Followers try to discredit reporters because we're required to find out if it's true or not. It seems like Q's gone mainstream. They don't care about other people dying. They're lunatics running the asylum. You can't expect to get car punched. We, we have to go. We need to move. Game over. This Q thing is just exponential growth. I think people are worried it's going to be used to radicalize more people. Do you think that that is warranted? Um, I got through two of them. I an episode and a half was all I could take, and I I my understanding was it it got better as it as it went along. But maybe uh, I'm wrong. Good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Did you watch much I, of it, Jordan? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. Yeah, so did I. I watched the whole thing. I wasn't going to watch any of it. And then I heard, I basically was spoiled for how it ended. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll watch it with that, knowing that. You well, know, I, no, no. Go on. Well, I, I was just going to say, I have frequented 
it, it's fascinating to me. It has been for a while. Like there's a whole, there are Reddit boards out there and forums about how this QAnon conspiracy cult, the has ripped apart families. It's, you know, marriages, uh, parents from their children. And I've been following, you know, those stories from just regular people for a long time. And there are people I know in the same situation, but, so I had heard that name thrown out a bunch of times as it's probably this guy, or at least we're pretty sure he's involved. Yeah. It would also, if you just wanted to learn you, how many times have we heard about two chan, four chan, eight chan, mm-hmm. you know, just to really see the people behind these and see yeah. how, how they were, you know, who, who ran these things, who created them. It was, that was interesting to me just to know what actually is this who are the people behind them and it was interesting to see that and how one led to the another another yeah. how it Why? led into politics how it led into pop you know, me, the media and what happened just this past january and yeah it was yeah, interesting I, they spent uh, sure. three three years filming this and I almost feel like it – I know why they wanted to release it now when it's so topical, but I feel like it needs more time. Like I don't feel like we know and even now know enough or well, have figured out the long-term repercussions of all this. Like it's all still happening right now. The yeah, people the, still believe this stuff. That constant moving goalpost with their theories. I mean it's this this date this is going to happen and then that date comes and of course it doesn't happen but then they're already on to no it's going to happen on this date and you know April you know we went from January 6th January 20th March 1st March 20th April 1st and it was just it's like never ending and it, there's a whole network of people who've made careers telling you the theories and breaking like we do Riverdale yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Think about think about if Riverdale was a cult. It's uh, it's we too would soon. be these it's YouTubers. too soon for that documentary, right. Jordan. I, I will say the one thing I did, we're still I did theorizing. Find, I did find funny is one of the episodes I watched. There was a couple of them talking about they were going to be on a panel at a conference, and then like they got canceled or whatever, and they're like they're showing it like a camera view, and there's like no one in the audience, and they're like they're trying to say like they shut them down, and like. Nobody showed up for your BS. This but, is totally... but that is contrasted to the end of the yeah. series. They go back later. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And it's and a packed house. have to go with... back and watch this crap. <laughs> you go back later, and 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 it's not empty anymore. It's a packed house, huh? Yeah. And it's it's very informative. It's almost like it almost doesn't have enough distance. We're like, you know, the this guy built their trust. Uh, Cullen Hoback is the director, producer, camera guy, in, investigator. And, like, you know, the guy calls him to help him move. He's like, I got to get out of the country. Can you come help me move? Like, th- he becomes friends with these guys. So it's only, it's, it's, mm. it's hard to do an investigation like that when he is also so involved. He's probably the only mainstream media person they talk to, even. And everybody's playing a game. Everybody's winking and trying to be clever. And it's... Uh, that's what threw me the most was like Q. I, mean, I hope you know, I hope we haven't really explained what QAnon is. So I think people know it's not a fringe thing anymore, but the, that idea that the, there's a global cabal 
of Satan worshiping pedophiles who are kidnapping children and drinking their blood. So and they're getting this information from Q, who is supposedly a Q level, which is just a super high level person in the government who who was like in Trump's cabinet, who was right in the White House, in the White House, front row seat to everything, knew and, all all the behind the scenes, knew that about that there was pedophiles and Pizzagate and all this. It's all true. And is promising they're all about to be rounded up and jailed. And yeah. it's going to happen soon. The storm is coming. Whatever. So, what? this, <laughs> but like, okay, what? if it starts, if it starts as an internet thing, a small belief, but like it's grown, it's, it's impacted the world. Yeah. It has had huge consequences for America and the globe. And that's what I'm thinking. Like, okay, if Q is Steve Bannon, Michael Flynn, Stephen Miller, if it's someone who's already is a powerful figure, okay, that's one thing. But if it's one of these idiots, if it's one of these clowns who did it as kind of a joke, wink, wink, you know, the media will buy anything I tell them, like, and has had this much to their website, just to, yeah, to, to be famous and, and win the internet and get some internet traffic and you've influ- you have influenced the world in such a negative way you've gotten yeah. people killed and it's if if Q is just one of these guys pulling a prank that's worse like <laughs> reality as it is is bad but if it if it all is just a meme <laughs> like that's so much worse yeah it's worth watching i will say that it's disappointing a little bit in the fact that it focuses so much on these particular people that are just a bunch of winking idiots. Mm-hmm. When when I would have liked to see, even though it's cringy to watch, I would li- have liked to see a little more of the crazy, a little more of the people that were. That, that's what I was rent, looking for. You yeah. see a sprinkling of them, but you don't see a lot as much of the theorizing and uh, what went behind, like. Uh, January 6th that as I was hoping to see because there's so much it's just focusing on is this guy Q? Mm -hmm. Is he not Q? Is he? You know. Yeah, I I felt to me, I feel like I said, from what I've followed the the more I don't want to say more interesting, but you know, the the tragic story here is all the regular people that buy into this bullshit and it's destroyed their lives. And they don't even oh, realize I, it. Well, like I've said to you guys, I have a friend I work with that his in-law in-law like believes that stuff completely. Mm. And like, like he was sharing me messages of when he, when he went and got vaccinated. And I mean, she was just like, he's like, he got so bad. He, he like, he told me, he's like, I think I'm going to have to change my will. Like this, like, yeah. I mean, it's insane. This right here just goes to show you that people really will believe anything. Yeah. Like, and, and you can take any type of crazy thing and read into it and draw your own conclusions and make it into something that it's not. Like, just wait, wait a couple more years until we have all the, till the video stuff is perfected of putting the whoever's face on whoever you want to. It's almost there oh, now. The deep fakes, oh, yeah. it's it's gonna blow they'll, up so badly. If they believe this stuff now, wait till they wait till the deep fakes really start coming out. It's, just, one, it's not a huge leap, you know. You to start with the gateway drug is you know oh, the government. You can't trust everything the government does. 
people in power are lying to you. You know, billionaires play by different rules. Yeah, we all know that. Yeah. And it's not then you like start sprinkling in the other stuff. We got to save the children. You yep. know, some they're, they're, there's human trafficking, which there is. And then you just I, I don't know how deep then you go deeper down the rabbit hole and then I, but I don't know where you make the leap from something credible and believable to complete nonsense, but uh, it seems to have happened. And a lot of people are in the orbit. I don't know if they're profiting off it or whatever, but they don't, their actions, they, they have not, the people in this documentary at least have very little care what they're at, what they have wrought. Mm-hmm. Well, sadly what happens is like when things come to light that have some shreds of t- truth, like with, like the Jeff Epstein thing that came out and all these like powerful people Dude, where he knows sheds... him. He knows him really well. He's buddies with him. Oh, I Jeff knew you were going to say something. <laughs> I knew I was waiting. You on can't, I, I, I noticed all that crap. <laughs> it was old Jeff Epstein. <laughs> Is that not his name? Jeffrey Epstein. Jeffrey. The rest of us treat him a little more his friends. Yeah. To his friends. JJ. Yeah. He, yeah. he uh, but I mean, all the stuff that co- that came out, like, or is still coming out, that like stuff like that has some truth to it. So people start buying into it more. Just like on a weird, really strange, because of, like the one of the conspiracies of them talking about drinking the blood of babies to keep their youth. Like I just saw a scientific article where it said that there might be something into the blood of the youth to stop aging. So Powell has not substantiated these claims. (laughs) These are the claims of Michael K. Easton only. But this is like, this is stuff we we laughed at when we saw (laughs) in some cheesy old movie. You know, or like, in, in when you're studying like medieval times, you're like, who believes this? How could they believe this nonsense? And here we are. And there's millions of them out there. That's so funny too. As a you're like medieval times, like what? What the world's flat? That that lady literally, <laughs> literally says, "Oh, what they told me the world was flat." The guy's like, "You would believe that?" Well, what? Yeah, yeah. So stupid. Anyway, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff. Like the free speech debate, I I find fascinating because I'm I'm not sure where I fall on that. Like, how much should you curtail? You know, if someone's post, I believe in free speech 100. percent but you know, posting actual threats on the, this eight chan board, and they're going to go shoot up a mosque or something. Like, at what point does free speech? Do you have to stop it? Do you have to curtail it at some point? And the and these guys, they they were they wanted to be free speech activists and come across as heroes, right? But they really just came across as having no soul and not caring. Like they're living. Even the one guy even says. I, I couldn't differentiate, you know, being online didn't mean anything because it wasn't real. Yeah. And they can't see how it really impacted the actual real world outside well, he's the, the internet. He's the most interesting person in the series. Like, right. it's a, that's what kept me watching is this was the creator of 8chan, right? Is mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Right. And, he, and he, he's, it's very interesting to see his journey, how he, you know, has changed like his outlook. And that, especially when, when he has to make, make that realization like and you could see that you know like people keyboard warriors that can he was like wow you know, my, my my actions online have consequences outside, outside of a computer yeah wow. yeah 
that was that was pretty interesting stuff. Anyway, it's worth checking out if you want to learn a little bit about that stuff, and you actually kind of get a couple answers. But th this will be studied forever. Like there will be books and doc. Like this is not over. Like this time period in history will be poured over. If we mm. have future journalists, right, yeah. it will be well. So this is just kind of the right. first draft of of this kind of history of this time. I think the robots will document this. <laughs> I've been watching a couple shows. One, there's a new show on HBO called Made for Love. Google Tech's newest endeavor is a chip implanted into couples' brains to merge their thoughts. Hazel and I are users one. Our minds will be one. Technology has improved the way we live. Why not improve the way we love? Together, we will become a singular living God. I want it out, and I want a divorce. <laughs> what happened in there? It's a lot to explain. Planes, shotguns, acting like you're running for your life. Hazel! Have you ever thought of just... Lowering his standards in terms of general happiness. He's watching us right now for a trip that he implanted in my brain. I've been and working on this my whole It's got uh, a fave of mine, Kristen Malati. She was in Palm Springs. She seems to be the go-to go girl for sci-fi type mm. concept <laughs> ideas here. And it's basically a... Uh, Instead of Google, it's Google. Yeah. She's, you know, she's uh, on the run after 10 years in a marriage to a tech billionaire. And she, he's got a new device that he wants to implant, to offer to the public to implant in your uh, significant other's mind, brain to know their thoughts. So you can yeah. be just you, very it, close. Insane. No, keep no secrets from No other. secrets. So anyway, how would that work, Michael? <laughs> yeah, how would I go over? You would just you'd be watching Kong, and you you hear turn that <laughs> down. Um. Anyway, the let's just say if I had that chip, I would not have been together for twenty years. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, they dropped three episodes. It seems to be the thing. Dropped three episodes right after get back to get people interested. That was last week. This week they dropped three more. Oh, they did. Then, I haven't watched yeah. those. I saw the first three. Yeah, and I then, watched. I watched the first three as well. Yeah, I've watched the first six, and there's two more next week. And that's it. Okay. Oh, Ray, there's Ray Romano plays her father. Yeah, I always like him yeah, in he's everything. Good. He's good. So. You know what show I miss? Uh, men of a certain age, I think it was called. It was him and Andre Brower and um, Sam Beckett. What's his real name? Bacula. Yeah, I like right. that show. Mm -hmm. Can't, it was canceled far too early, but anyway, it was a. It's a. It's a pretty good show. Like I was hoping for more. I'm a little sick of the funny thing. Like it's got a Silicon Valley feel where it's techy. There's a, there's this stuff going on, but it's still so jokey. Like the mm -hmm. the villains are so laughable. 
Yeah, you know, the, right. Yeah, I found the most entertaining part to be the darker parts. Yes, darker absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Um, so maybe I'm just getting sick of that genre where they go so jokey with it. But it's definitely worth watching. It's I like, I like that type of. I stuff. haven't I haven't watched all of it, but I the the husband doesn't have much going on. Like he I, he's not a great villain yet to me. Because yeah. he doesn't, I don't quite get his motivation, or he, he's just kind mm. of a blank slate so far. I will say that I like the ter- take that I thought, you know, because the first episode, I think, first, first, very early on, it's like, can she get away? Mm. And, and it's like, well, it's really not what you think. It's not just like he's the most horrible person ever. It's a, he does have a, he's not super villain. He just villain, you know. He he's not out to just do whatever he wants. He just wants what he wants. And it definitely has that timely topical idea of abuse and yeah. you know people not believing the woman when she tells them is like mm. she's rich and has a nice husband. Like what what she got to be worried yeah. about? You know? right. But yeah, it's definitely my nightmare scenario of like a world where everything is technology that you can't escape. You're, you're online 24-7, people watching and listening to you, and everything's right. everything's wired, everything is in the cloud, everything's uh, t- terrifying to storm. me. Storm. You're in the storm. <laughs> the storm, yeah. Okay, one other show okay. I want to say that I've been watching. I have never watched this show. It's one of the most highly rated television shows ever, and I had never seen a single episode. I missed it. Somewhere along the way, I missed it. It was Breaking Bad before Breaking Bad was a thing. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Shield. The Shield. Am I right? Yes. All right. And it is. It was on. Was on. Well, I don't even know what it was on. What channel it was on the time? It's on Hulu now. Was it on FX? Maybe it was one yeah. of the early FX. I was trying to think maybe. if there was FX at the time, but yeah, I think it was FX. But uh, it's Michael Chiklis. And he, it's a story of inner city Los Angeles police precinct where the cops are kind of bad. <laughs> like some of the cops are doing bad things and, you know, to profit themselves or just not doing things the right way. But they're not total villains. You, you know, he, he is still, you know, doing good along the way. And uh, it's I've watched the first season. I think there's like eight seasons. Um, it came out in like 2002, I think. But guess what? It's pretty good. <laughs> it's a good show. I'm really enjoying it. I like it. I'm, I never was a huge Chickless fan, but um, and some of it's not, it's not always an A plus as far as acting, but, and it has a, it's definitely aged. Like the music is like, ball with the doll, but dang it. <laughs> you know, it's very of its time, but it, but it's still very good. I, I'm, I'm excited to watch it. Tyler, well, every season is rated high. I, 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 so it doesn't look like right off the bat, there's a lot of dead air in there. So I'm excited to watch it. Did anybody watch it? No, no it's yeah. I, I, I know when it was on, it was always never highly rated, but real critically acclaimed. But yeah, just, I've never got to it. Yet. The, the only thing I know of it is an office quote. When Ryan says something about bashing skulls, chickless style. And Michael Scott says, yeah, the commission. And he goes, no, the shield. 
Right. So. All right. Last thing I had was uh, Superstore final episode season series finale. Now, was that announced that this was good like ahead of time? I didn't because see it, anything. it shocked us that this was. This was only fifteen episodes. That this was see this was the sixth season. It only went fifteen episodes. It's kind of like half the run. Yeah. So yeah, it was kind of weird to have America Ferrera leave. And then assume the show was going to go on without her, and then it just kind of wrapped up immediately mm. afterwards. So it was it was an odd ramp down, but I think the fi- the final episode was very satisfying. I enjoyed yes. the finale a lot. It's well one of the best TV series finales I think I've I've ever seen. I had a, I realized I have somewhat of an attachment to not just that show, but the, but the last two episodes. As someone who's been in retail and worked retail most of their the you know adult life, um, there was a there was always a little bit of truth in 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 the daily activities, the characters, and all that. Even though it's outrageous, I didn't work at a that type of store, but just I've worked in a a restaurant, the same restaurant for twelve years, and so I definitely related to it in that way. And I'm sure a lot of workplace mm-hmm. people where where you don't go anywhere, where you are in the same location with people for years and years yeah that you know more than spend more time with them than with your family and have quirky relationships with people you would not even talk to normally yeah <laughs> you know absolutely. It, it, it it was nice is it was a good show for that showing how you would still be talking to these people and you know having to deal with the issues of the day whether you like it or not and of course it was hilarious but the but the to watch that finale and you don't always get a finale that is just a feel good finale. Like to see a, a optimistic look at how it can be. It could be if, if a place like that, you know, the restaurant I worked at closed, you know, and everybody has to go their separate ways. And, um, and this, you know, this type of situation, it was neat to just see how these relationships could prevail. It was, yeah, the, the, that situation, it respected that situation as a real life thing that happens all the time in cities everywhere. But and you, and you have to think about like, as the show, even this show, how many times the, it's, I imagine making a television show is the same situation. You're, you're going there to it, spending all this time with people. I've had, heard many actors say like they go to a movie or a TV show and you spend all this time every day was people and then you never see them again, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so it's sad when it gets canceled. Yeah. And uh, the show as a whole, the series, I feel like hasn't been around all that long. Like I was, I had a weird re- relationship with, I really liked it. I thought it was funny, but it, it was almost kind of, it was a little up and down at times. And, like I, I you're right it kind of sprung out of nowhere she was announced she was leaving the show the pandemic happened then they were putting it was one of the few shows i was watching where they were showing the pandemic the characters in the store wearing masks their social di- yeah <laughs> not wearing but their social distancing they're cleaning they're doing all that regular everyday stuff it was one of the few shows out there that was acknowledging that and not pretending like it didn't happen yeah. Oh my God, Christy was just watching the episode the other day where, um, forget her name already, but anyway, she had cleaned all the carts and the lady came in and said, Oh, are these like disinfectant? 
And then she's like, oh, that one's got a squeaky well. Oh, that, mm-hmm. that doesn't feel like, it. I mean, yeah. she, she touches all of them. <laughs> she knows yeah. that stuff happens. I do kind of wonder, like, with this season, they tried it without the actress to see if they could continue it on and saw that maybe the ratings weren't the same and that they said, okay, well, maybe we should just kind of yeah, I, I can't imagine this was, this was plan A. I, I, mm, I imagine yeah. something happened, but how many shows can at not... least they got to go out on their own on terms? Yes. You know, they, they weren't left hanging or something. How many shows cannot survive the angsty couple getting together or resolving whatever the relationship is? Like it's so completely ruined once they get together. Like things fall apart and nobody watches anymore. Yeah. So. I watched well, I very it a much times. like the I very much like the going back and watching their interviews. Mm, great, the great. old footage. I, I don't know how. I don't know what. I don't know if that was like audition footage or what. Some kind of old video they had of all the actors, but it was it was a neat touch to. Attention shoppers, please bring your final purchases up to checkout because this store is about to close forever. And on behalf of everyone here at Cloud Nine, I'd just like to say. Bye-bye. Look back again on the show that's not that old, but it, it felt like, wow, that was so long ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, Sorry, that shouldn't be the last thing I say. 20 years of announcements. I mean, I'm not a sentimental guy. That's not my thing. But it did just occur to me that this is, this is the end. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a job. If jobs were fun, they wouldn't pay us to do it, but... Occasionally, there were moments that weren't so bad. And for whatever reason, those are the only things I can remember right now. You know, most jobs suck 99% of the time. So you really, really got to enjoy those moments that don't. Those bits of fun you have during downtime. An interesting conversation with a coworker, <laughs> or something happens that you can laugh about later. Oh, that's a picture of my honeymoon. Sorry about that. Or you do something that you're actually proud of. Great guys, keep up the good work. If you're lucky, maybe you even get to be friends with a coworker or two along the way. Not sure what else you could want in a job. Most illustrious Michael K. Easton. My name is Jordan Q. Lowe. <laughs> I'm Cliff Leeds. 
<laughs> Those machines. <laughs> I'm cool but rude. <laughs> Bye was forever. This, was that this episode? It feels like a long time ago. <laughs> it, was. it was. I think it was. Oh. It does feel like a long time ago. <laughs> Shake it off. <laughs> KPP is officially closed. Leonardo leads. Cliff Teller does machines. I guess that makes me Raphael. I'm cool but rude. Michael, Michael is a party is dude. Party dude. That's right. <laughs> Kapow! The pop cultured podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute. But please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.